0: If you're speaking to the sports fan who listens to our show, those are the people that are going to the They're, games that do care. It's
1: embarrassing. Who would you replace and him with? That's over my pay grade. Well, okay. someone's firing him, but you didn't no, have no, any wait
2: hesitation with that. Steve carries himself with a lot of dignity, truth. Thank you
0: for everything. He doesn't take days off. He's one of those guys that he's out there every game. There's a new
1: type of broom out. It's sweeping the nation. <laughs> are you Googling this? Protect our radio talent. You two are ridiculous. This is Orange Nation with
2: Stephen Fonte and Pauly Sebelia.
0: Good afternoon, everyone. Glad to have you with us alongside Pauly Sebelia. I'm Stephen Fonte. We welcome you into a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. We've got two guests lined up for you, both coming up in the second hour. Our good friend James Colgan from golf.com set to join us at uh, 1 o'clock as we get you ready for the British Open. And then Alan Griffin, SU assistant coach, will join us at 1.30 as we talk some Q's basketball. We may talk some Yankee baseball uh, with Griff as well. Plus, your phone call is welcome at any time, especially here in hour number one at 315-437-7644. So since you told me on Saturday, Paulie, that I had no life for watching Team USA basketball and the Espies and flipping back and forth... Uh huh. Um, I realized it was a Saturday night, but what did you do on your Monday night? Did you uh did you watch Home Run Derby? Did you watch basketball? Did you do something else?
1: I watched some Home Run Derby. I uh I got the tweet about the basketball team. I did not watch. You didn't watch. Okay. I did not watch. I got the it on my phone and I knew something bad had happened cuz I have my alert set to tell me when something bad happens only and uh what does that mean i don't know i normally you know like i guess i don't get alerts unless it's not, i don't know how to describe it like i only get i don't get like someone just won like i got conor mcgregor broke his leg and so if usa if, lost to nigeria USA get, lost to a. did you get tampa bay lightning win the stanley cup no what no, no everything's negative in my life it's gotta how, be bad how is news. that possible bad I, news alerts i think you're pulling my leg so, yeah. That's... It was not
0: good news. It was not good news. No. Um, we'll, we'll get to Home Run Derby in a second, but since you brought up basketball.
1: Um, Everything's still okay, Steve? You told me everything was okay. Everything's okay. They lost to Nigeria and Australia. I will say this. I, th- I am more concerned following last night's loss, certainly,
0: than I am about the Nigeria loss. And I realize the Nigeria game was a bigger upset, but I think... Having watched both games, because I have no life, the Nigeria game felt more like a fluke to me because Nigeria made, you know, 20 plus threes. Um, you know, it was the first game and, you know, maybe they took Nigeria lightly and so on and so forth. And, I you know, we always talk about are they excuses? Are they reasons? You know, maybe they're a little bit of both you can explain off what happened to to nigeria even though they were 28 and a half point favorites or whatever you can't explain it off well, it's nigeria my my point is is that upsets happen nigeria played great usa didn't and in a in a bubble like in a vacuum you can look at that and be like okay there are there are reasons/excuses why they lost that game the fact that it's now happened back to back games you can no longer explain it off and i think the reason that i'm more concerned about the loss last night, and I realize Australia's a much better team. I mean, Australia is a gold medal contender when it comes to the Olympics. But the reason I'm more concerned about that game is that, having watched it, Australia felt like the better team. Australia looked like the better team. Australia didn't go crazy and make 20-plus threes in the game. Australia outscored the USA in the paint by 20 points. I mean they, they, they dominated the US inside. They did what they wanted to do. This team cannot play defense right now, which is a major concern. And, you know, I heard the point made last night on ESPN, it's a valid point that, you know, the makeup of this team is very much offensive. Right? They've got they've got a couple of guys known for their defense, but for the most part, this is an offensive team. They are struggling defensively right now, and I think that's the biggest concern. And I don't know how you improve upon that with whatever it is, a week and a half until the Olympics start up. So that's the reason I'm more concerned today. And um, I know I I explained off the Nigeria game and I said, you know what, they're going to be fine. They may still be fine. Let's remember, they've got reinforcements coming. Um, You know, three guys are playing in the NBA finals. They shouldn't need reinforcements, though. They certainly shouldn't need reinforcements to beat Nigeria. And if we're being honest, they shouldn't need reinforcements to beat Australia. But Australia felt like and looked like the better team last night, and I, I think that is, that is the concerning part, that the makeup of this team, they're just not good defensively. You go up against these other teams, you know, while USA is, has been together for like a week, you know, these other teams have been together for years, and that matters, especially when everybody's good and all the players are good and you're playing at a high level. The, the chemistry matters to some
1: degree, and, um, and I think that's a, a major concern for this team. This is the equivalent of Syracuse losing to Pace prior to this year, and you're going, ah, it was a fluke. And then them losing to LeMoyne, and you're saying, LeMoyne looked like the better team out there. No,
0: no, you can't compare Australia to LeMoyne. I mean, Australia, on. is, Australia like- is one of the best teams in the world. So, no, that it's not the same thing. Um, I will grant you the Nigeria comparing it to LeMoyne or Pace. I will grant you that. To follow it up, though, I mean, that's, you know, to – to go up against that team yesterday, you know, if we're talking Syracuse basketball, who's a, who's the team in the ACC that's on par with them? So you're NC say- State? You know, that's it would be like losing to LeMoyne and then the next game, you know, losing Buffalo? to NC State, but NC State's the better team. Maybe Buffalo. Buffalo's been good in recent years. It's a team that you should be better than, that you're kind of sort of on equal footing with, if you're being honest, but that team
1: went out and they... They were the better team. This is America, Steve. Nobody is on equal footing with America. Last night's game was concerning. Here's what uh, the show before us, uh, Mike Greenberg, had to say about uh, Team USA losing two games in a row.
2: This American team, they absolutely should win. I know Nigeria had five NBA players on their team. I know Australia's got Patty Mills and Joe Ingles. We've got KD. (laughs) We've We've got Damian Lillard. Our coach is the genius, Greg Popovich, who has never heard from a reporter he didn't want to berate and, and, and suggest that his question was insulting to the intelligence of anybody listening. We're, we were we just lost twice in three days. And Popovich is upset with the questions. No, we don't blow people out. You beat them by 83 points. That's a blowout.
0: He's talking about Nigeria. Yeah. Um, you don't blow. They haven't blown out Australia, and you know, pop is pop. And I, I saw that exchange last night with the reporter, and I think he took exception to the fact that I mean, the last time they played Australia, they lost. So you know, it's not like, and and you know, and that was that was in a different time with a different team. And and the the point is that that I look at anyway, Paulie, is that they threw this team together. Obviously Pop hand selected the guys he wanted, but he didn't get everyone he wanted. Not everybody wanted to play. And he's got a team that at least through two games that doesn't like look like it fits together all that well. And so, you know, maybe the the reinforcements coming from the NBA finals, maybe that will help. Um, I suppose it will help. But I don't know how you fix this. I don't know how you make this a better defensive team in such a short period of time. I mean, you're either good at defense or you're not. Um, and this team you know, didn't defend the three against Nigeria and couldn't defend the interior last night.
1: Got one more soundbite for you about it last night. Uh, Steve Ryan Hollins, former NBA player, had this to say.
3: Look, man, all, all the guys aren't there. You know, that that is the honest truth. And Kevin Durant's got to be double teamed. That You got guys at least that can make shots. But like I said, as far as the committee, you know, Devin Booker, Middleton, and those guys are
0: going to be huge coming over. There may be a bit of a delay. But look man it, it it is a tough situation and the world has gotten better there's no doubt there were there were five six seven NBA players on Nigeria and you know obviously Australia's always stacked you know but that
2: I, I still don't leave the excuses but you know outside of Kevin Durant those those rosters kind of even up
0: you know what the, the both comments we heard they're both right the the world has I don't want to say has caught up totally. The world is catching up. The world is getting better. You can't just roll the ball out anymore and expect to win. But to Greeny's point, and he's right, you've got KD, you've got Dame Lillard. You should win these games. And they may very well go out and win the gold medal. Because, again, from a talent perspective, I think we all have to agree. Talent-wise, they are the most talented team in the world. There's no doubt about it. Are they the best team You know, in terms of playing together collectively? That remains to be seen. But I think they're both right. I think the world certainly has gotten better. Everybody's good, not everybody. Most of the teams, most of the countries are good these days. Um, But you're still the U.S. You still got the best players on the planet. You should be able to win. So let's see if they can right the ship. Let's see. You know, Pop's going to be put to the test here. Can he figure it out? Um, We we talk about how they're not good defensively, but you know, adding a Drew Holiday, that's that's going to help. You know, Booker's gonna help offensively. Middleton's been, you know, very good on both sides of the ball. So um, let's see how, how much these reinforcements help. But I, I was personally more I was not concerned really at all after the Nigeria game I was like, okay, whatever, it was the first game, chalk it up to Nigeria played great. Um last night was not a fluke. And as a result, I'm I'm looking at Saturday thinking maybe that wasn't
1: a fluke either, and that's concerning. Yeah, they're in trouble. It might be uh, when's the last time this happened? They've yeah. never lost back to back
0: exhibition games. They were 54 and two since 1992 when they started using pro players. And in 48 hours, they went from two losses to four losses. They doubled it in 48 hours. So it had never happened before. They'd never lost back to back games uh, in, in an exhibition season.
1: And I also saw our friend Mike Tw- Waters put out a funny tweet after the loss last night that Duke fans have to be panicking. If this is what post-Coach K teams look like. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: There yeah. might be some truth to that. In fact, that came up in our studio last mm-hmm. night. I think it was Jeff Kulikowski He said, you know, bring back K and Bayham. This wouldn't have right. happened under their watch. That so. Bayham
1: K coach. Yeah.
0: Games passed, both of them by. All right. Uh, we'll open up the full lines here. 315 437 7644. If you'd like to talk some Team USA, uh, we're also going to talk some Home Run Derby as well. I know you said that you didn't watch the basketball game, you did watch the Home Run Derby. We'll get into that next. You're listening to Orange Nation on ESPN Radio. On
2: Twitch, Q Sports Talk and ESPN Radio 97.7 at 100.1. Yay! Yeah, yeah,
3: yeah.
0: This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Pauly, back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Phone lines open all of our number one here at 315-437-7644. We talked some USA basketball in uh, that first segment. They're back in action tonight, by the way. Play at 6 o'clock against Argentina as they try to right the ship.
1: Oh, and three. Argentina's stacked this year. You're calling it? Yeah. Um, you said you didn't watch any
0: basketball. You were... Uh, you were drawn to the was, home run derby. Uh,
1: yes, hold on. Before you get into that, do you want to hit the story you just broke during the oh. commercial break? Because I think that's more local, live and local.
0: Sure. I don't know if I broke the story, um, but I saw this on uh, on Twitter earlier today. So Joe Lenardi has released his latest bracketology. All right, we had Joe Lunardi on he the show. Possibly still doing these. I know. Well, what is what has changed? And I know you say transfer portal has changed, but. We talked to him around the time that there was a lot of movement, and they, he had he had Syracuse as a 60. When did we have money? Was it April, May? When, yeah, when did we have him on? They had lost
1: someone to Seton Hall, and then uh, <laughs> a player not to be named. Yeah, yeah. A Seton, was, Seton
0: Hall factors into this, by
1: the way. And uh, they had Quincy still, Quin, right? But we we were suspecting Quincy
0: might not come back. Right. I remember. I remember we asked the question. They were a six seed at the time. Mm-hmm. And we asked the question, if Quincy doesn't come back, what does that do to them? And I, I believe the answer was they, I don't know, they fall, what, one seed line, yes. I think it was? So, theoretically, they fall from a 6 to a 7. In any event, uh, the new bracketology is out. He's got Syracuse as an 11 seed. Whoa. Uh, among the last four buys, with uh, Iowa, Oklahoma State, and Colorado, Seton Hall. Uh-oh. A uh, fighting Pirates. Final team in the field. So oh, the
1: player not to be named got him over the top. Huge huge difference. <laughs> His defense at the top of the key will be uh will be the reason. He's
0: got him uh he's got Syracuse in a 6-11 matchup with Yukon
1: in the first round of the tournament. The last team in gets all the booty, the pirates. <laughs> I am trying to think of other pirate terms that I could come up with, but I don't know. Seton hall last team in. I'd be willing to bet against that I'd love to know what has changed in
0: his mind or you know or with his his metrics that Syracuse dropped five entire seeds when went from six to eleven and really the only thing that has changed from a Syracuse perspective is that Quincy didn't come back you know Quincy left right um and we had asked him about that when we had him on so I would love to I don't know if Jordan's listening or Hopefully he's listening. If uh, if we could pull up audio from that, I mean, you don't have to do it in this segment, obviously, um, but if we could find that at some point here in hour number one, I'd love to hear, because I know we asked him the question about Quincy, and he explained it off and made it sound like it wasn't that big of a deal, you know, that it would it would hurt, hurt them to some degree in his rankings. Like,
1: um, I could see him fall in a few spots. To 11th? To an 11th seed? I'm,
0: uh, I'm trying to look at the... Bra- I, you put me on the spot here. I didn't realize we were going to do this now. He's got Colgate as a 13 seed. Um, so giving the the Raiders some respect.
1: Uh, so there you go. Huh. That's fascinating. The Pirates are the last team in. Arg. Oregon a uh, 5 seed. So the fighting Quincy Garriers. They will make us walk the plank... Uh, how about Syracuse Seton Hall as a play-in game in Dayton? <laughs> uh, it's a great, a lot of great storylines there. Uh people will be
0: robbing and pillaging to get those tickets. All right, so hopefully Jordan's listening and uh, and he's on that. That would be a first. Uh, he listened. He told us he listens to some of the show, not necessarily all of the show. Hopefully, this is part of the the sum that he's checking in on today. Um, all right, we can get back to this certainly as the show moves along, and, and as Jordan Sorry, hopefully can pull up the Joe Lenardi. Wanted interview. to keep the show live and local. Yeah, no, it's all good. It's all good. So there you go. It's uh, you love the bubble. Remember that was yes. Open we're back for, on it. Yeah, you love the bubble. Love so it. You have, you can look forward
1: to the bubble. I'm like that uh, that stuff you put in the bathtub for kids. There, the the Mr. Bubble. <laughs> Did you have that when you were yes. a kid? <laughs> yes. Yeah, just call me Mr. Bubble. Was it like a? That was it, was like, it was like it was like a pink pink bottle <laughs> with, yes. the, with a bubble with a face on it.
0: Yes, I am familiar with yeah. Mr. Bubble. Uh, the benefits of doing the show with somebody my age. Seth would have had no idea. <laughs> Sal would have had no idea. Chris McManus no idea. But yes, but Mr. I, I,
1: bubble very relevant. I know Mr. Bubble. Uh, all right, we can Jordan look that up. To are they still selling <laughs> Mr. Bubble? Because All All right. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Here's the
0: thing. Here's the thing about what? Are we talking home run derby here? Are we talking bracketology? Hall- bracketology. We're still on bracketology.
1: If Seton Hall makes the tournament, I will get in a bubble bath full of Mr. Bubble on Twitch. <laughs> I don't think anybody wants to see that. I'm doing
0: it. Does it have to be on Twitch?
1: Yeah. Well, why else would I? Would- you could just do it and say you did it. We don't I, need this. Nobody needs to see I'll that. dress up as a blue pirate <laughs> and take a Mr. Bubble bath. All right? Sure. Whatever you want to do. I'm going to be sick that day. There it is. It's still in the pink bottle. Available on Amazon. $9 for a bottle of Mr. It's so Why is it so so expensive? Because it's got that stupid bubble on the Tradition.
3: Uh.
1: All right. Want to talk some Home Run Derby? Yeah, Jordan's typing Mr. Bubble on my computer right now. Oh, you can get a uh, you can get a 372 at Walmart. I'm I'm on it. Thank it's you. It's a good Jordan. deal. Thank you. Uh, all right. So you want to talk Home Run Derby? I mean, I I thought you wanted
0: to talk Home Run Derby. I know you watched it last night. You were invested. I have a hard time being invested in the Home Run Derby. It's hard to watch. It really is. It really is. And I wanted to watch like I was interested because of Otani and then You know, you've got, you had several storylines last night with, you know, Alonzo and Mancini, you know, coming back from cancer. I mean, there were, there were legitimate storylines, compelling storylines. It's just, for me anyway, it's a hard event to watch. It's a hard event
1: to sit through from start to finish. Do you think that maybe they should have one representative from every team? And like make it longer. No, you're it, suggesting. Here, oh, okay. Hear me out. Okay. Hear me out. No, I don't want to make it longer. In the first half of the season, and you do it at like one like prior to one game, two team two guys had are in it, and then at the so end, end like of the season, yeah, at the end of the season or at at the halfway point, you have two people. Well, isn't that where home run derby came from? The, it, like back in the day, it used to be a show, right? Yeah, and like then it would just be two people, right. In like a nine inning, like an NCAA tournament yeah.
0: style uh, yeah.
1: bracket. You, I mean, that's, and you work that's interesting. Work your way to the All Star game. The
0: All Star game is midway through the season. Yeah, you that, at the end of the season. No, I meant okay, I meant
1: at the All Star game. I see. Okay, so
0: um, that's interesting. And then it's just then you don't have to sit through. Like, see, they they build the whole night around that though. Like, if you just had two
1: guys, would that be enough to build the whole night around? Couldn't you just move the like celebrity softball game?
0: Sure, I don't know how many people are tuning into that though. I mean, we were last night because we had Jeff yeah. Herschel on the show. Great
1: show! I, I did watch some of it. Did you? No, I saw a it live. It's funny that uh, Mike Greenberg was talking about. It. I was at the live one when he intentionally walked Wade Boggs. That was humbling. Like he really got booed loudly. Like it's a charity right. softball game, and you're playing for the win. All right, so, you want some of the sound from last night? Otani's final sure. swing. Sure.
0: Nope. It's that's over. it. It's over. Juan Soto is going to move on, and Shohei Otani, his night is over. Great job, great job, great job. <laughs> what a, a show! That's really nice. What a show! He's a freak, right? He is. I, and you know what? I'm generally not all that enthused about the Major League Baseball All Star Game, but the fact that He's starting on the mound tonight. He's batting lead off. I'm tuning in at least to start the game. I don't know if it'll hold my attention. I know you're a baseball guy. This is where we differ because, if you, like, I'm I'm a casual baseball fan. Baseball is not my top sport. You know, football and basketball. I played basketball, as you know, football and basketball. Are my my two sports. Baseball. I, I like baseball, but I'm not. I don't know.
1: I don't get invested with the All Star game. I mean, do you look forward to this night? Not like, anymore. You, no. Okay. Not anymore. I used the guys, to. This, uh, the not, not everybody wants to come. Yeah, not as a kid. Right. Like as a kid it was huge. Right. You got guys backing out now, a lot of guys yeah. backing out. The thing that like I heard people saying DeGrom's hurt. Like you can't you you can't play. Like you Darvish, hurt. Not playing. I get that. What the Astros are doing is garbage. Yeah. They're ducking the All Star game. They are. They don't want to deal with the consequences of what they did. Yeah, so but yeah, the All Star game has lost its luster. Like what? What's the last? What's the last All Star game that you remember? That was. I mean, the one that ended in a tie comes to mind. Oh yeah, that was a disaster. That was a disaster. That was that was memorable. The fourteen though. inning one. Yeah, that was the one I went to. That's probably the last one I that was relevant. Remember. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so
0: so what do you do? I mean, how do you how I do you make know. how do you Move make it, it to more the end compelling. Of
1: the season? And just give these guys three days off, in the middle of the year.
0: Is there an all-star game? Because I feel like all all-star games are kind of in the same boat, right? The Pro Bowl does not matter at all. Nobody wants to go to the Pro Bowl. Um, I mean, the, even even the NHL, I mean, I know they've tried to, like, jazz it up with, you know, different gimmicks to make it interesting. Just, I don't know. I, I have a hard time getting into any of these all-star games. No, they games. should
1: just make it a thing now where you've been elected. You're an all-star. We don't need to watch you play. I,
0: I personally like the NBA all-star game the best. Of, of the four um but you know nobody plays defense and and it gets yeah, it fun. gets serious like the fourth quarter's fun like they try to win you know it gets serious in the fourth quarter but it's um you know it's a, a whole lot of dunks and threes you know up until that point um i don't know I'm not a home run derby guy I was i tried to watch last night. I headed out in the office obviously for my job and i knew we would talk about it today I just it's it's hard to sit through. It's it to me anyway. It's it's too monotonous over the course of three hours. It's just the same thing over and over and over again.
1: Did they? Uh, never. Here's Alonzo. What? Here's what Alonzo. Nothing. I I just think like John Stur. Like they should have a different announcer every time too. Freshen For, it up. Yeah. Every Every round have a new announcer, so you're getting crazy home run calls.
0: As Alonzo comes out of a timeout.
1: And walks it off. What a finish. Alonzo defends his title. Like why are they getting timeouts in a home run derby too? They get tired. Wham. There's some strategy involved. I mean, Alonzo hit what did he hit like 75 home runs last night? You're you're going to get tired. I'm okay with the timeout. You Remember who who do you remember Mike Piazza struggled terribly yeah. in the home run derby and then he said it would screw up his swing for like a yeah. month after? Right. So it's interesting.
0: That's that's one of the reasons guys don't want to do it. You 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 said this during uh during the commercial that, you know you said well that's why Alonzo wants to do it. I I saw earlier today that he has made more from home run derby winnings than his actual salary. Uh, he makes uh, I don't know about six hundred fifty thousand in base salary. He won a million dollars last night. So one night of work he made more than he makes you know base salary for the entire season. That is insane. And he's done it twice now. He's done it, you know, obviously there wasn't one last year, but he did it in 2019, he, he did
1: it last night. Here's uh, Buster Only's thoughts on uh, Alonzo.
2: I opened the show with two thoughts, Buster, and I want your reaction to them. The first, they should have the home run derby in Denver every year. I don't care where they're having the All-Star game, but they should have the home run derby in, 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 in that altitude every year. And second, when it's all said and done, Alonzo was going to be the greatest home run derby slugger in history. Yeah, your first point is completely wrong and kind of stupid. Like, I love it being in different ballparks, okay? Your second point is absolutely dead on. Pete Alonso in the Home Run Derby right now is Mike Tyson, peak Mike Tyson in the late 80s. Everybody else in the event has their heart rate at 150, and Pete Alonso is... Absolutely comfortable. I think he's gonna come back every year as long as he's a defending champion and someone, as with Mike Tyson, has got to figure out how are you going to beat that guy now that he's figured it out.
1: As long as they're paying him a million dollars for winning, <laughs> right. it, he's going to keep coming back. Hell, put me in it. I'll try. <laughs> for a million bucks? I like how he says some they have to figure out how to beat him. It's not like you can play defense in the home no, run derby. It's silly. It's really a silly concept, and I don't know what they can – like, now you got me thinking of what they can do to make things better, and they can't. It's just – How do you keep it fresh, I guess is the question. Because even,
0: like, the slam dunk contest, you know, back in its heyday, it was must-see TV when, you know, Dominique Wilkins and Michael Jordan and you had the best dunkers, and now you have to talk guys into doing it. And we've seen everything before, right, in some capacity. There are gimmicks that we haven't seen, but for the most part, the dunks – are all the same that we've seen over the years. It's it's gotten stale. Um, I, you know, I think the much the same thing with in, in my personal opinion anyway. The home run derby, like Alonzo, great for the event, I guess. But it's to me anyway as a casual fan, it's it's gotten stale in that it's just the same thing. It's it's the same thing for three hours, just yeah. over and over and over again. Yeah, and, and it's, it's hard to follow with the timeouts and the he gets bonus time because of this
1: and it, it it's I don't know. It's not my thing. I don't think it's a lot of people's thing. Like, it, And you're just watching the same thing over and over and over again. So someone re- saying they should blindfold the people and let them hit. <laughs> That's a good one. I, you know, would, I, I would watch that. I don't think enough
0: credit goes to the pitchers in those things, right? Because you talk about the guys swinging, getting tired. Um, it's... To, to be consistent and to throw whatever it is like a 60 mile an hour pitch right down the middle like exactly the right same spot every single time uh that is that is a talent that takes some skill
1: yeah don't don't they get to pick the guy yeah right they pick them like you know, they bring um, their dad yeah. and yeah or, or, some,
0: or a, some, a coach a college or college coach, or, coach. Yeah. yeah but like especially with like alonzo i mean that guy was putting it in literally the same spot every time. It was just over it was like a machine over and over and over again. I'm not sure the pitchers get I hope he I hope I'm sure he did. I'm sure he shared little, some of the money yeah. uh with him. We do have to take a timeout though. Phone lines are open. Three one five, four three seven, seventy six forty four. There happens to be a phone call right now. Jordan. What if
1: Jacob DeGrom threw the bat? Like they had to hit him, hit him off of deGrom. <laughs> yeah. Whoever the leading ERA pitchers in baseball that Pitches the Pete home Alonso run. wins with two.
0: <laughs> <laughs> he hit two home runs. He advances. He wins. Uh, all right, let's take a time out here. We're back after this on ESPN Radio,
2: on Twitch, Q Sports Talk, and ESPN Radio ninety-seven point seven and one hundred point one.
0: This is Orange Nation. All right, Stephen Pauly, back with you here on a Tuesday edition of Orange Nation. Phone lines remain open at 315-437-7644. Jordan popped in here. He's working on the Joel and stuff, so we should have that uh, shortly. But in the meantime, to the phone lines we go. Stephen, North Syracuse, kicking us off on the show today. Hey, Steve.
3: Yeah, uh, I, I had an idea for the, how to do the home run derby and also uh, one follow-up comment on what we were talking about yesterday. Uh, I think they should have a player from each of the teams, uh, and they should have uh, either just one round, the first round, because often the most impressive performances are in the first round when the players are are, are, are fresher, and sometimes the guy who had the most impressive performance winds up not winning because uh, they don't carry over the, uh, the numbers into the next round. They could use as a tiebreaker, Uh, the distance. They're always measuring the distance. They could even have a separate award for the longest home run and maybe the most total distance of home runs, but that could also be a tiebreaker for the overall home run derby championship, or maybe they could run the the 15 guys from the American League first and produce one American League champion and 15 guys from the National League and one National League champion, and they have a uh, they have the the second round between them for the overall championship. That's
0: interesting. That, that's, uh, I, I think they need to freshen it up somehow, so I'm, I'm open to, to any and all suggestions. That, that's not bad at all.
3: Now, as far as what we were talking about yesterday, we were talking about whether there's a Glass ceiling on three star recruits for for syracuse, whether we, we we can't recruit beyond that or anybody who comes here is not going to be rated beyond that you you mentioned a listing on uh, two four seven of the top syracuse recruits it's actually a listing from the year two thousand on so it's for this century, and it ranks them by star rating. And there's, I counted, there's a total of 200. They don't uh, uh, put numbers next to it, but there's a total of 250 guys on that listing. We've recruited two five-star guys, one of whom was Cecil Howard, never really even played here, and we've recruited a dozen four-star guys. And we recruited 236 three-star guys. So that suggests that either we can't get guys above three stars, or if they come here, they're not three stars. I remember Deuce Chestnut was lauded as our highest-rated recruit in like a dozen years or some crazy thing. He's on there as a three-star. And by the way, I looked at his most recent rating. It was two months after he committed to Syracuse. So they do adjust these ratings. After players committed, and uh, the, the, the list suggests uh, again either either we have a, a limit in our ability to recruit, or our recruits get reevaluated because they came here instead of somewhere else.
0: Yeah, and, and I appreciate checking in, Steve. And and um, you know, Steve brought up that point uh, yesterday, Paulie, about. Um, it, it, recruits are constantly being reevaluated. We know that, and, yeah. and you know, I I think you and I follow the the basketball rankings maybe a little bit more than the football rankings, but. Even after guys commit, their their numbers will jump in in one direction or the other. It's an interesting point Steve brings up. I don't know whether or not that actually happens. You know, if a guy is a four star and he picks Syracuse two months later, do they downgrade him to a three because he picks Syracuse? I I don't know totally what goes into it. Um, but that's an interesting thought that you know if he truly was a four star, he would you know maybe the thinking is he would go to a, a better program. Um, I don't know. I don't exactly know how it works.
1: Yeah. Uh, nor do I, Steve, and I'm kind of caught off guard by something right now. Our, our producer did his job. Oh, <laughs> okay. You wanted Joe Lenardi? I, I did. You wanted Joe Lenardi's take on uh, SU with Quincy and without? Here, here's uh, Joe Lenardi. What he said on this program a few weeks back.
2: Yeah, I. They were 21st on the board on that date. I'm, um, I'm, I'm doing a quick scroll here to see what what I said a month ago. Uh, So that would have made them the best of the sixes.
1: Uh, See, they were the best of the sixes, too.
2: As of this moment, uh, they are coming in at number 32, which would be the last eight. And that seems a little bit penal to me. So it wouldn't surprise me if if a week from now when we run all the new numbers, if maybe they're Kind of right in the middle of that.
0: Okay. So there you go. I I couldn't remember exactly the numbers involved, but it was eight. The top six. With Quincy. With Quincy to falling back to an eight. And then he said he wouldn't be surprised if they were a seven when his next set of, you know, when his next bracketology came out. They are now down to an, an 11. So I would love to know what happened. I would love to know. Um, so maybe we can work on getting Joel and already back on the show to talk again over the summer about his bracketology. Um and and I know that there's been comings and goings with other programs but really not much has changed with Syracuse since we had him on. That was the question. It was it doesn't look like Quincy's coming back. Um, and at the time we didn't know Oregon, but you know, we thought he's you know, he's not he may not come back. If he doesn't come back because of the NBA or whatever the case may be or transfer portal, um, you know, where are they going to fall? And he had them as an eight, maybe a seven, and now they're an 11. So I don't know. It's interesting.
1: Probably sounds bubble to me. You love the bubble, and you're getting your wish. Can't wait. Cannot wait for the bubble. They're, they're going to be better than the bubble issue. I, I really have a good feeling about this team. I do. All right. Well, we, I, I think uh, they're going to be an eight, seven, eight seed. Well, we uh, we'll have Alan
0: Griffin on uh, later on. About what forty five minutes from now, he'll join us uh, at one thirty. So we'll get uh, we'll get his thoughts on the team and how summer workouts are going and all that. And we'll probably fit in some Yankee baseball talk uh, with as well. 315-437-7644. Once again, phone is ringing as we go to a break. We're back after this on ESPN Radio.